Welcome to In Conversation With. Join me, Danny Jarvis, as I sit down with guest DJs, promoters, record labels, content makers, and anyone making moves on the underground house music scene. There's plenty of nostalgia, but there's also some key insights as to where the underground scene is today. So if you like what you hear, please hit the follow or subscribe button and leave us a review. Wherever you will listen to your podcasts, at the gym, in the car, or chilled at home. Relax and enjoy In Conversation With. Welcome to In Conversation With. About, oh, it's got to be a year and a bit after we last spoke on here, isn't it? Yeah, I think we did it in January last year, maybe. Yeah, before all of our dastardly plans got put into action. Yeah. It might have even been December last year or something like that, the year before anyway. Yeah, it might have been. I think it was all a twinkle in our eye by then. It was, it was. We didn't know what was going to go down. We didn't know. We just didn't know. We set sail from port but and just licked the air and went, come on. We put our money where our mouths were <laughs> and just went for it. And it's it's gone all right, hasn't it? Yeah, we, we, we cashed our piggy banks in, we turned did. those pennies into pound notes, yeah. into Gabriel Day, and went, please, can we hire your club? <laughs> please, can we hire your club? And he said, yes. And here we are. Yeah. So I guess this I guess this is a roundup, isn't it, of yeah. where we're up to. Um, it's not so much an interview like some of the other in conversations were. It's more like a chat between us, which is good because... For those listening who haven't heard us speak in a while, Richard took over Progressive House UK um, while I took a back seat. Um, we're fully partners in Early Doors Club, so there's lots to talk about. Um, yeah. I think we'll we'll probably start with Early Doors Club and uh, maybe talk a little bit about how it's all gone in the last year because um, it all seems easy a year later, doesn't it? It all seems like it does. Oh, yeah, it does. look, we're we're here where we are now, but. It's been hard work, though. Yeah, it's not what people think, is it? You know, no, think... it's 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 not easy. It's not easy to. I know we don't have that many guests and stuff like that. And we don't have that kind of stuff to deal with. Where we're not booking massive DJs and stuff like that, and we're just doing it on our own backs. But to get people to come out and see two DJs who you probably haven't seen before, a lot of them, and. You know, we don't have the pull of like a big name like Sasha or you know Pete Tong or someone like that or James Abila or whatever. It's it's just two normal lads trying to do something that people look forward to in their lives. You know what I mean? It's like we do it four or five times a year, and it's like I think a lot of people look forward to it. It's it's a it's become a proper event. Do you know what I mean? And, yes. And that was why I gave up all things house because I knew that doing this would be like would be like just a better experience for everyone. It's a full, it's a club, it's a proper club. It's 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 nightclubbing during the day. That's that's the different thing. And I've seen a few things crop up now where people are going do this clubbing thing during the day, and it's like it's brand new, and it's like it's not, it's not brand new. We we've been doing, I've been doing it for the last two years, and we've been doing it for the last year. 
Do you know what I mean? So it's it's not a new thing, but I think like the Vicky McClure thing that she's doing, going around the country and stuff like that, I think that's benefited us a little bit. Mm. Um, it's all awareness, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's awareness that stuff like that does happen. And if you can get it to the right people, then people are interested in that. I think we've always said, you know, we, we haven't reinvented the wheel. You know, no, we're not, no, we're not, it's been we're not invented. We, yeah, we've not invented DJing. We've not invented a new sort of thing. You know, day parties have been going on for, for years. You know, Ibiza yeah. itself is is famed around day parties and night parties, you know, and I think yeah. it's always been that way. I think the difference really with with what we've tried to do is that, you know, taking on board your your, your view that we've not, like try to get guest DJs and all that kind of thing. I think many events fail and can't get off the ground because at the very start of it, they're on the back foot with trying to make money to recoup yeah. the costs of booking a DJ. Yeah. And, you know, you and I discussed at length about the complexities of marketing these types of gigs is is, yeah. is as much the kind of challenge as just DJing itself. You know, what platforms do you use? Where is your potential audience? you know who are your potential audience and yeah. we kind of did our homework before to think about the barriers that we could get take down for people to go to this so the early start yeah. the fact it's in a city center the fact that it is in a club so it's not really just a bar that's moving its tables and chairs out the way yeah yeah you know it's not it's not the globe like a little music venue that you know yeah. you can hire um and therefore you're giving something to somebody that's sort of packaged of something they already know but with a, with a twist yeah yeah and I, I think we did the we did the homework on the people we knew yeah and we've discussed at length haven't we that putting on a party is a very different thing i'm sure we could all scrape together 80 people and put a party on but yeah beyond your kind of own like circle of friends and people that you know these things don't continue or don't get bigger unless you reach new people new people yeah. all the time and and to to so, do that to do that you've got to you've got to put the money up. I mean, what we sold what eighty seven tickets the first gig and and twelve people paid on the door, but there was a few of those people didn't come because of the football last year. Newcastle were in the in the cup yeah. final, and you know we, we probably were down about ten people on that. So we had ninety people in at the first gig, and we made what hundred pound each or something like that profit. Yeah, yeah. Something. Then went into advertising for the next one, so we didn't make any money. And it was just like, are we doing the right thing? Can we can we keep this going forward? So we try it again. And I think that that's all you got to do is just like be prepared to take, you know, a kick in the nuts and 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 not make anything for the first few gigs, and then see where it goes from there. And but I I, I think we're on the right track. We're definitely on the right. Yeah, track. Yeah, I think I think both of us went into this not trying to make money, and I think that's the. Yeah. The, with the acceptance that this could take time, that it's going to yeah. probably be grow um, organically rather than yeah. you know just chucking loads of cash at it. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people you can't, do. You think can't do that. You, get a, you can't, and if you get a big DJ and you think that's going to sell you tickets, you, you you're sadly mistaken. And that's, as I said, if you're on the back foot, yeah, you, you're on the back foot flogging tickets, and the panic sets in, the doubt sets in. You know, do you lose a bit of egg on your face if you if you can't do the gig and then you cancel it because you're trying to yeah recoup costs or and and I think there's a lot of traps in that sort of 
model, if you like. So yeah. yeah, we were fortunate that we could both meet each other and sort of accept that we were gonna we were gonna try something, you know, put our hands in our pockets a little bit, yeah. and 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 sort of give it a go. But I think without this sounding like a big pat ourselves on the back kind of chat, it we did think long and hard about the types of music we were gonna play. So we didn't yeah. pigeon ourselves into a corner where we're gonna play underground music to people that didn't really want that and potentially if they were coming back from sort of long period of being away from clubbing wouldn't come back and have sort of music that didn't really do anything didn't excite them I'm not saying that we would have played unexciting music but I mean a more specialist type of music isn't going to bring in the kind of crowd you want so on that basis we had some work to do didn't we finding music that we felt was credible that gave us a sound and that and that could be kind of unique to what we were doing without being something unfamiliar and that that in itself was was a was a challenge yeah um i I think personally i had um see i just i just wanted to go and play progressive house and techno so I mean, but that's that's my kind of thing. But I've I've had to kind of reel it in, sort of thing, and and change what I was going to play. I, I, like for for this next gig, I've had I've had to put a, a, a few piano tunes in just to just to like soften it a little bit because I, I play quite hard. Tough, and, yeah. Tough yeah, is tough. That's, that's that's my opinion of what. I think people would like to hear in a club that kind of thing. Whereas, like, if you were doing a, a, a gig from like two o'clock till half ten, you'd, you'd probably just have to ease people in a little bit. But I, I, I just think from the off, you've got to go in kind of on a level that you're going to continue at. You, you don't want to burn people out, but you don't want to go in too soft and. Yeah, I think it's energy, you know isn't I mean? it? I think, yeah. I think that we both said kind of like some some of the tracks, you know, you'll pick at home or you'll mix through, you'll listen to on your headphones and you maybe you put in record box and you have a little mix with them and then you go and you, you go to your decks and you go, you know, a next size speaker up yeah. and you go, oh, yeah, this has got a bit. And then you take it to World Headquarters and you go, holy shit, this is absolutely 10 times more powerful yeah. and banging than I thought it was. And yeah. You know, there are probably quite a lot of people who buy this music. I think I was talking to Nick Rogers the other night, and um, sorry, the other day when, when we were when we were um, both on our way to work, and he said to me, you know, seventy three million tracks were put on Beatport last year. Seventy three yeah. million. Now, of those seventy three million tracks, how many do you think your average bedroom DJ or you know music enthusiast is actually going to play in a club? Yeah, you know, you can you can pick music that sounds very melodic, you know, very, um, you know, lots of percussion, nice rhythms, with what you think is kind of softer bass lines. You put it in that club and turn it up, and you've got a monster on your hands. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a, you know, these these seventy three million tracks, they, they don't make them really to be played at home. Yeah, so it, it, it's dance music. You, you don't. Well, people do dance at home, but like it's it's made for clubbing. Yeah, and it's yeah. made for big sound systems. You don't you don't make a track to play on a fucking phone, do you? Do you know what I mean? It's like you you want it loud. I think I think that's loud. the challenge. 
it's the challenge, isn't it, of of trying to preempt playing that track in in your home and thinking, will this work? Yeah. And you know, you don't. It, it's not always we get it right. I mean, I I definitely played a harder set that Halloween party, but yeah. there were tunes that I I knew well and thought they would be quite banging, and you know, chose to play them at the end of the night when people are probably a bit more prepped for that. Um, yeah. but there are the odd tune that you play and you think, Oof, you know, <laughs> would I would I play that? Would I play that again? Or would I have played that when I played it? Um, but that's that's some of the surprise, and I think there's quite a lot of um enjoyment out of that when you're DJing and the, and the tune yeah. actually takes you a little bit surprise yourself you know yeah. how often do you play a tune several times in a club set yeah. um you know back in the day when you had vinyl you did yeah. you regularly you did played your vinyl yeah you, you knew what they did um but these digital tracks can be monsters especially with the how crystal clear they are these days yeah um and how well produced they are but yeah I think going back to what you said there about piano I mean we we discussed, didn't we, that we wanted to create an air of nostalgia, and I think you can you can go the wrong way with your kind of Paul Taylor classics. Yeah, that see, that, that that kind of stuff doesn't do it for me. It's like no, you're trapped I, in a time warp. I look at that and and go, um, I've heard that. I've probably heard it a thousand times. I've probably heard it a couple of hundred times when I've been out clubbing. And like, why do I want to hear that again? Do you know what I mean? The odd track, yeah, fine. But to go to a night where they just play old music, like, I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't. I don't get turned on by something I've already done. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't do it for me. And I don't no, get. It's, um... I, I understand it. I understand why people do that for reminiscing sake and stuff like that. But like, as a DJ, I, I just I don't get it don't get that you want to push forward yeah it's like push push yourself and try new stuff because with without new stuff there's no old stuff do you know what i mean yeah and i think i think also you know with with sort of purely on the technology side of things there's a lot of that style of music has been perfected really well now you yeah. know you look you look back maybe 15 years ago and you look at some of the drum and bass that started coming out um, you know, people like Rudimental started making like sort of more poppy dance tracks, but they were yeah. really credible because they were so well produced. You know, uh, Chase and Status really did sort of for Rave what you wish Rave could sound like when you were kind yeah. of listening to it. You know, yeah. except hearing it maybe live and really loud, it was never crystal clear. You yeah. never had tapes. You never had like tapes that of your favourite DJs that sounded crystal clear. Yeah. So I, I think there was a lot of change when technology started sort of reinventing some of the older sound i couldn't go back to the older sound unless yeah. somebody done a faithful remix of it and yeah. improved it not not copied it but improved it into something better shinier yeah and i think some of the stuff we've been playing certainly like the christmas party which was kind of our anthems yeah you know it was probably evident of a lot of that really good you know regurgitation of really good types of sounds sign yeah. types of instrumentation that it gives you a sense of nostalgia but you're not thrusting people yeah. into you know 1993 yeah. scratchy stuff that you can't quite mix together 
you know, and, and that ultimately satisfies only a certain amount of people probably once every year if they went out. Yeah. They wouldn't want to dance to that every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- I think what we also talked about, didn't we, about the whole ethos of the project was that you go to Newcastle on a Saturday, you know, if you're a footy fan or you're on a stag and hen do, there really isn't anything outside of that drinking or eating that caters for people listening to music. Yeah. Um, you know, in the, it, I know we're early evening and that's where we kind of classify ourselves and it's right to, but it is kind of daytime really, you know, we're yeah. pulling people who want to go out for a few drinks with their mates yeah have a few liveners and then come and have a dance and yet still sort of get home and you know like we say in our kind of marketing without kind of losing the whole of your sunday because you've gone mad till five in the morning yeah. and it yeah it's fine if people want to do that and i'm sure there's plenty of our contingent go on afterwards which is you know great after after hours parties are fantastic yeah but there's been a, there's been a real success in terms of the feedback we've received of people going yeah this makes sense i don't have to you know not turn up at the next day or you know be left out trying to get a taxi in the wee hours when things get a bit ropey after kind of like certain time of night yeah um this this is why it appeals to all to an older crowd which is what we set out to do yeah is that there's no um it's not many kids come and that that's that's a good thing is a really yeah. good thing it's people who get it and they've got it for years you're not like you say we, were, we weren't reinventing the wheel we were just trying to get people out of their homes and look forward to something that you know that they used to do that they that they now know that they can still do it and that 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 took a lot of convincing t- to be honest to people to some people um and yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because what lot, we do, what we said, a lot of we people didn't want to do is exclude ages, did we? We didn't want to exclude yeah. people, but at the same yeah. time, we were, we wanted to be quite open about the fact that you know we weren't aiming at like culture trends. We were trying yeah. to do something for a wider range and yeah. slightly older audience. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to hear what you hear on Radio One now. You're not going to hear that at early doors. Do you know what I mean? It's like. I wouldn't say you're going to read on radio too either, you, you, but it's like it's 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 made for people of a certain age, and it's 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 doing its job. It's doing its job. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that kind of is is also sort of working, which is something we didn't necessarily have massive control over is the kind of community spirit that's probably yeah happening you know again we're both quite good at, at getting feedback and reaching out and talking to people about you know whether we're, we're at the event because obviously we take it in turns on the deck so we're able to kind of experience it from the yeah. other side of the decks and when you know when we speak to people and ask them what they think and you know they they saying really nice things like best night i've had in like 10 years or this is i'm definitely coming back and then we do see them back and they come with a couple yeah. more friends that's exactly what the spirit of clubbing was originally like you know yeah. it isn't sardines we've not crammed people in we're not trying to sell thousands of tickets and and you know have some sort of queue out the door we want people to come in have space have a few drinks again be able to sit down if they want to around the outsides you know 
they don't have to come and dance the head off. They could stand at the bar and have a drink and watch it. We're not asking them to come for six hours straight and stand there and dancing. Yeah. You can do what you want. And that's more in the spirit of what I think clubbing was kind of about when it was cooler, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you had chill out rooms and stuff at, at clubs. Do you know what I mean? And like, obviously, we don't have that, but. That's what, yeah, that's what clubbing was about. You you could come and go as you please. And that's, yeah. I suppose, that's what we're doing anyway, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, space for people to sort of be a bit more like-minded, which is kind of, you know, that, that comes with the kind of music you play, I guess, and, and you do sort of create your own community and, and they do sort of gravitate towards each other, you know, outside of the doors of World Headquarters. They're, I don't know, nurses, doctors, what wide mix of people you know but when they come together they're just like letting go a bit and enjoying themselves yeah. so yeah um lots of lots of good stuff comes out of it really i mean last year we tried five gigs didn't we um yeah. we had two sellouts which was amazing yeah um and yeah we we did well to get new people come in yeah. regularly rather than just the same people over and over and over and yeah. um, we've got a a good core group of people who are really good supporters of what we do and we both also accepted that not everybody of course can come every time I and mean, it's just not possible yeah um so the quarterly thing kind of works doesn't it yeah um you know it's uh it's not so frequent that it's just like yeah i'll catch the next one doesn't matter they're on yeah, all the time yeah. This is what I was saying. It's like it's like an event for some people. Yeah. It's like it, this might be the only time that they get to go out and do this kind of thing. And it, like I say, if we did it every month or every two months, it would it, you you would lose a lot of people. Whereas I think yeah, I think, yeah, we gain a lot of people by doing it the way we do. I think it's um I think it's important to talk about pricing as well. You know, we've we've tried to keep the tickets keen. You know, we started off, I think it was at seven quid, an early bird. We've only risen that to nine. Yeah. Um, you know, we we incurred extra costs with yeah. the changes in inflation and clubs changing things. And the other thing we both discussed, didn't we, is like you just said there, if people can't come out that often, you know, and there's implications of staying at a hotel, there's taxis, yeah. you know, we want our part of the night to be the most enjoyable for the best value for money. Yeah. Um, World Day Quarters were good at keeping their prices of drinks pretty, pretty good, you know, yeah. a lot cheaper than the bars in town. Um, and this all helps people kind of make the effort to come regularly because there's, there's the value to it. Yeah. Um, you know, me and you, I think we talked before we started this about you go out into town, you can spend a hundred quid. In, in in a couple in of hours, literally in a couple of hours, in in only a few bars, just by getting yeah. rounds. Um, yeah. you know, there's no value in that. There's no, there's barely any music playing that you'd want to enjoy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of factors to this. I think away from the kind of I'm I'm a DJ and I want to play my music to people. Um, you've you've actually got to consider a lot more. Um, we've always said, haven't we, that the actual DJing bit seems to be the for us to that the, the sort of slightly easier piece yeah it's it's um yeah it's it's the easiest part of it yeah the, the the time and the dedication to 
coordinating your messaging and not being too much i, th- I think we get it just right um yeah. you know we're not, i we're don't not, we're not too much in people's faces are we it's which i no. think you, you can get that way but a lot of a lot of what we've done and stuff like that although we do pay for quite a bit of advertising and stuff like that a lot of it's word of mouth and that is mm. a good thing it's a good thing but it's Suppose with the algorithms on Facebook now, you've you've got to pay the money to get it to a certain amount of people. Whereas talking like four or five years ago, you didn't have to do that. Facebook, Facebook no, no, you're right. down on everything and yeah, it's it's not as it's not as successful um, for sure as it, as it used to be. And I think not not just that kind of algorithm in terms of like the paid side of it, also the algorithm in terms of what it favours. You know, all these reels of people pretending that they're doing a dance move that they've just suddenly done off the spot or yeah. really orchestrated like short real videos that are grabbing people's attention yeah. and then you know I don't know about you you know we're all social media users in one form or another but I go through Instagram now which used to be a great a great platform and yeah. all you get is an advert an advert an advert if I go through Facebook all I get is suggested thing to follow suggested this suggested that it's like yeah. i don't i don't see any of these but it's on me to actually go delete don't show hide yeah i'll do that unfollow yeah. and and it just kills you so from a point of view of a, of a social media user i get bored you yeah. know i really want to go on kind of search for things i want and i guess to a certain extent i do have to teach the algorithm the types of things that i want yeah um, and that's sadly, yeah, that's where it works, right? So if you, you're interested in trainers of a certain brand of trainers, there'll be another brand of trainers that are targeting that brand. So yeah. you will get served their ads. Um, whereas for us, it's not, you know, without disclosing any sort of trade secrets, because there aren't any. At the end of the day, we're just trying to target people in a location that might be interested in the types of DJs or music yeah. that we're playing. We're, you know, we're not actually trying to you know extract hundreds of pounds off them tell them to hurry up it's in their basket you know flash sale all this kind of crap um which was really i don't know over christmas was another perhaps challenge of why we were a bit nervous about the christmas gig weren't we because yeah you know people are buying christmas presents they're they're kind of thinking of other things um and you know we decided to put a gig on very early in the year we we stuck to it and we still did very well so it's difficult i think on on balance we've always said all along that the most important thing is on the day we play really well yeah. and we perform for people that have paid to see us and, yeah. and we've never forgotten that yeah um that's that's your bread and butter that's your job yeah i don't, don't know if you can hear this in the back can you hear anything in the background no no, you'll all no. Be, anybody listening will be glad they can't hear what I can hear because uh, we bought Woody a little plastic pig. Yeah. And when he obviously squeezes it between his teeth, it makes <laughs> a pig snorting sound. <laughs> no, I can't hear that. No, he, he, and now he's digging. So you get digging and you get pig, pig noises. Digging but and it pigging. Keeps, it keeps the little fella well happy. So it was three pounds of pig well spent <laughs> for him to throttle and throw about um yeah so yeah early doors club it, you know 
uh, I'm always sort of reticent to say, oh, yeah, it's, you know, we're, we're enjoying this really good success. I think we're both proud of it. I think that's a fair yeah, comment to make. I don't think I don't think there's anything to to be self-congratulatory about that. I think it's just a fact. And I think that people who've come and come regularly, you know, have also given that feedback that they've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you then. What, what, which gig do you think was one of your highlights last year? Um obviously the august one was was class the club was absolutely rammed it was full it was a ripper mate a bloody ripper it was good it was lush to play at a um full club but for me probably the the first one the, the first, first one. one yeah i really really enjoyed the first one got to mess about with three decks which i didn't usually do and it was just I don't know. It was just a, a feeling of we can we can actually crack on and do this. You know what I mean? And and just keep doing what we do. And I think I think the point where I went live on Facebook when when you were playing um, Marsh and I got like something like nine hundred views or something like that. And it was it, just every comment was like this looks class. This looks class. And it was just like a bit of like a um, reaffirmation kind of thing. Like yeah yeah we can we can go on to the next one and, and try and sell more tickets and we did and and the second one the second one was classed then the august one was sold out then the next one sold out and the the december one probably came a little bit early um six weeks in between where it's usually 12 but there was still quite a lot It'll of people well, in. Didn't we? Yeah, there yeah, was, really it was well. about 150, and, 150 yeah. people in the month, there. And then this one, now that we're going to be doing on Saturday, this is like pretty much almost sold out. So, yeah, I, I'm just really, really happy about it. And you don't often get that. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. I've, I've done gigs in the past, especially with bands and stuff like that, I put gigs on and like it's, you've had 10 people turn up. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. we know, I know the downside of it and... I'm I'm just I'm just really happy with the way that early doors is going, and I think we've got people coming from all over the country, like literally every time. Yeah, it's it, amazing, class, isn't it? Because it's, it's definitely a class amazing. night, and it's it's full of like really top class people who are. Do you know what I mean? It's like the little community that we we grown, and yeah, it's just it's I love it. I absolutely love it. I think there's a there was a definitely a couple of standout moments last year. I think. Like just mentioning the first one, I, I do sort of remember being a little bit nervous, you know. At the yeah, first I, was, one I was definitely and, nervous. I was definitely yeah, nervous. much much more nervous than certainly didn't. I haven't had any nerves at any of them since. Yeah. Um, I think for different reasons, the the, the lazy rave gig for me was really good fun. Yeah. It, it sort of it sort of took me back to a bit of a time, you know, pre kind of the clubbing explosion where you kind of got a bit more of a hodgepodge of. Of, of events i think the only slight sort of downside about that gig and, and it is only slight is because of the size of the club we were sort of stuck in the corner a little bit which i know you kind of liked but ah, um, quite, I, yeah i like that because no i know you liked and... it but i think when the when the band moved and all the stuff went it suddenly left a kind of big space didn't it and 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 which people if, filled 
people did fill it yeah it was yeah. odd because they sort of came on the stage and they were there for right next to us so we almost <laughs> had like a three a 360 didn't we yeah it was yeah. uh yeah it was different so yeah. i really enjoyed that i thought they were really good and i thought that was really different um yeah. august like you say oh it was totally emotional me wasn't it because i just lost bertie it was my wedding anniversary and um even now when i if i listen to any of the tracks i played on that on that day on that mix yeah i get really quite i would get really quite emotional yeah. um and then i guess i guess the i guess the christmas one we we both had a we both had a real moment of just calmness didn't we and and yeah. getting to play the best tunes from the year meant that we kind of road tested a lot of the music so we just yeah, knew we, there were some winners yeah um you know it's a stretch, stretch to call it anthems because we've, we've not really been going that long but they were kind of the biggest trucks from the year so i did enjoy yeah. that because i i certainly felt like the set that i played reflected like the best bits um and everybody went for it didn't they there was a really good yeah. atmosphere yeah um, great atmosphere. In um which hopefully one day we might get the video back from that's another that's another that's another conversation for another time <laughs> so we've got a photographer book for the next one which is good so we've obviously again yeah. like if people if people are listening and they're interested in the sort of behind the scenes bit we do sort of reinvest money making sure that we're getting certain things captured you know we, laura yeah. was really great and helped us out on a couple of occasions but i think we realized that to take the pressure off people and to, to sort of pay a professional to come in and, and do their do their bit means just yeah. better for them better for us you know and easier to kind of concentrate on what we're doing with the mixing yeah. um while they crack on um i've got a little cheeky video that i've kind of put together for this one so hopefully we can get that sorted and get that on the wall bit of a throwback to kind of the cream days and a bit of like retro stuff just something a bit more visual i guess as well yeah. for people to to look at um and yeah just trying to push the envelope forward i mean we haven't mentioned yet that we've obviously got nasa on which is yeah but for both of us quite a nice yeah return of a favor isn't it yeah yeah because we, we both played it um progress on so it is nice it's nice it's a bit of a welcome home for him as, for him as well because he's been in cyprus for three or four years so yeah it's it's yeah. nice to repay the favor and it's nice it's nice to see him back to be fair yeah yeah he's excited isn't he i spoke to him and he you know he's remodeled the kind of music he plays similar to us yeah. he's sort of taking a look at himself and said well you know what do i want to be playing and yeah aiming it at the dance floor aiming it at a slightly different culture which he like you say he was part of a different culture for a while with a lot of people traveling through cyprus <laughs> Um, he would have he would have been able to experience a different type of atmosphere, um, which I'm looking forward to seeing him bring bring back home. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, a good lad who's connected and well thought of, and obviously did the progress on stuff, which is, you know, he's he's sort of walked a mile in our shoes, and we've we've walked a mile in his, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's a nice it's a nice coming together. Yeah, it's a nice. Band, um, yeah. Now we've got a few special guests lined up for the rest of the year which we're, we're trying to sort of organize and yeah. keep just making each one slightly different isn't it that's what yeah. it's about and it's um, for me it's like a, I always like to say that if people like other DJs come 
and support the night, then they've got a good chance of that we'll ask them to play kind of thing. I did that with All Things House. And I think with this one, we've got Nas. He was there, the last one, obviously the first one he could make. But yeah, we, we owed him one kind of thing. And we've got mm. the next one, we've got someone who's been three or four times. And, you know, I think I think it's just nice to nice to do that for people because they know they're going to be playing yeah. to a good, a good crowd and, and a, a knowledgeable crowd of people who, who know the music. And I think that, that's a that's a cool thing for people. Yeah, you also. I've like, I've had you know, I've had messages of people going, "Can I come and play your night?" And I, it's just like you've never been to the night and you wouldn't know what to play. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, you you maybe could wing it, but like come and support the night, and then maybe we'll talk later, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Give, yeah, give it, I think I think think like you say. I mean, even when I listen to um, I was listening to a podcast the other day with I can't remember which DJ it was. Um, so forgive me for forgetting, but it was well known DJ, and he said, you know, back in the day, if I got asked to play at a club, I would go there. I would go there several yeah. times to check it out. I would go and listen. I would go at different times. I would yeah. see different DJs, and I would realise that the club itself, the crowd, were responding to the music there that was being played for a reason. So when you went there. You tailored your music to that club. You didn't go yeah. and play just whatever you wanted at that club. Yeah. And I think that's like where your piece is important. If you come and see it and hear the sounds and and see what people are doing, you know, even over five gigs, we can tell, like you said, when you're playing something too hard. You, yeah. you know, despite my earlier comments about knowing that record inside out, just sometimes you already know that it's going to be too banging. Yeah. We've we've played a lot of breaks. You've played a lot of kind of retro cool stuff, 808 State, things that people would never imagine hearing. Yeah. And that's all part of giving people a kind of a rest, a kind of something different to listen to. Yeah. You know, nobody in our older sort of mature crowd are going to be dancing their pants off for, for like five hours straight. Yeah. You've so got to, you've got to understand that. You've got to make your set ebb and flow and dip it a bit and then take it back up and, and dip it a bit and. You know, I, I've played like Bicep Glue, which is like a proper chilled out track. I think it's not it's not like a it's it's a floor filler, but it's not one a floor filler that's going to make people go mental. It's like, yeah, I can have a break now kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think you, you've got to you've got to tailor your music to to that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's good stuff on the horizon. Um, I think we've got to continue to, you know, do what we do. Um, keep asking ourselves, you know, questions about if we're doing things right. I, I certainly don't think you can stand still, and I don't think there's a formula yeah. that you just stick to. Um, and I think it evolves and changes. And we we've tried feedback, haven't we, with with the group? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is good in, t- in terms of actually literally asking them questions on, on the yeah. Facebook group and stuff. And people have been good enough to let us know. But I think the best feedback is the ticket sales. We we put yeah. the early birds on sale and they sell out within 48 hours. And I mean, yeah. that's that's what gives us the sign that there's an appetite every time. Yeah. Um, to come and to come and see us again. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really kind of pleased with it. Um, 
moving on, yeah. I think it's worth chatting about um, some of the other stuff uh, you've got going on. Obviously, yeah. um, I came to you and sort of asked you if you would caretake for however long Progressive House UK and, and yeah. you were keen to kind of take me up on that and try and take it in a, in a direction that you wanted to go in and yeah. how, how are you finding it all? Um, it's uh, it's difficult trying to reach out to people that you want on there. I mean, obviously, it would be great if we could get people like Sasha and John Digweed and Nick Warren and everyone to to come and do a mix for you. But like, because it's it doesn't have that reach, um, you're not going to get that. So I saw that and I was just like, right, I'm going to open it up to the the smaller DJs of our genre. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you open it up that way then you're going to reach more people and then maybe people will sit up and take notice of it and then then you might evolve that way so so i did the undergrounded show on saturo sounds and then um I, I just felt that when i joined progressive house uk that it was reaching more people that way so i thought right i'll just take that idea because i used to have a guest on each month i'll take that idea and, and put it into um, Progressive House UK and try and get more guests, open it up to more guests rather than just have a resident mix each week and then maybe a guest once a month. I've been putting a guest on, say, once a week or once every two weeks. And the, the, yeah. the listening figures have gone pretty well, to be fair. Yeah, no, they have. I mean, obviously, I obviously can't help myself but keep sort of track of the yeah. the stats of it and yeah. you know although i'm not i'm not sort of creatively leading what's going on i'm obviously very much invested in in what's happening but i think you're doing the right thing i mean to take your point there about like you know bigger guest djs i think part of the issue richard is that with technology being so good now most of the big djs are able to be playing at such big festivals or gigs that they're all recorded and put on youtube yeah. So actually, it's way beyond just kind of the music. There's there's kind of all this extra stuff that's now available on like YouTube and really well put together 4K videos of like Hanan with an aircraft behind him. And yeah. you can't compete. You can't compete with that stuff. So there's no, no. point in trying, you no. know, but, at the end but of the day. I, I, think the, I, I think a lot of the big DJs just don't do mixes like that because they don't have to. They don't no. have to. They're already there where pretty much everyone else who does a guest mix wants to be. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's uh, for me that's like it would be it would be nice just for them to go. Yeah, I'll help you out because you're doing it for all the all the right reasons. Do you know what I mean? It would be nice for them to do that, but you just know for a fact that that's not going to happen because they don't have to do it. Yeah, they're on they're on a they're more, much more on a commercial model of yeah of wanting to do it. They're a but brand. Then, you know. Some of the things you've done that uh, that seems to be quite clever is looking, you know, reaching out to producers. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a lot of how this sort of genre of music now seems to figure. People make tracks and then they DJ. I mean, Marsh makes quite wonderful tunes, but both you and I have played his stuff. Would I yeah. rush out to see him 
perhaps not you know would i yeah. would i if i was in london and got given a ticket to go to a junior deep and he was on i'd more than happily do that yeah but i've heard him dj and i don't particularly rate him he just he just sort of wax tunes together which is yeah what producers tend to do but what producers do tend to do is have a deep love for the music yeah and put a huge amount of effort in which is where progressive house uk and channels that get like up to four or five hundred listens a mix yeah. play their part um yeah. and, and and that's important i mean it's yeah i don't want to sound like some sort of like some sort of media aficionado but it is kind of grassroots stuff um and we tried we tried you know I, I tried back then didn't i trying some of this stuff we were getting some quite decent djs did a partnership at one stage with flux and we were getting like how would you describe it kind of your first division sort of if you were talking about football leagues it'd be like your first divisioners that were sort of coming yeah. up or warming up for nick warren and warming up for for the bigger djs but again it's relationships and i think it's it's very difficult to cut through the noise of all of the sort of social media stuff yeah um which used to unite so many of us so well yeah and um, it doesn't so much now um but the hardcore listeners, the hardcore followers that, that Progressive House UK's got, you know, it's a no-brainer for them, right? They just get music delivered to their to their phone and they've got yeah. huge variety. Yeah. And the listening figures on there are, are really good. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's worthwhile for someone who, you know, who wants to do a mix and wants to get heard. It's worthwhile for that for them to do it, and I keep people updated with listening figures and stuff like that. And a lot of people are really like, "Jesus Christ, I, I didn't realize I could get this many listens." Because they might only get like 30, 40, 50 listens on their mixes. You know what I mean? Because it's a saturated yeah. market. And then when you when you show them the listening figures, it's in it's in the like high hundreds. You know what I mean? Or it, it's way up there. And, and a lot of people don't have that. They don't have that reach. And Progressive House UK has that kind of reach. But obviously, the more people that hear about it, and the more people we get involved in it, the more people it's going to reach. So yeah, I think yeah. I think we, it's just, that's just going in the right direction. I mean, it's the it's the it's the twenty second of February today, and I yeah. think think started it on the eighteenth of March two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be five years old this year, and it's you know. I'm pleased that I've been able to hand it over to you because you always want something to keep going. You know, there's there's certainly no point in pulling the plug on it. Yeah. You know, the the, the investment that you put in is not money, it's time, it's effort, it's never yeah. really money. Yeah. And, you know, if you could keep something like that going where you're getting north of 10,000 listens a month, it's bloody impressive. I don't care what anybody says, you know. Yeah. The, the social media part of it died probably a good couple of years ago, really. Yeah. You know, we've we never relied on getting listens from social media. It's always people hearing it, following it, you know, organically growing it. Yeah. Um, like you said, re reaching out to, to newer DJs, their friends cottoning on. And I think there's enough variety for people if they do follow us that, you know certainly every other mix you're going to get something you really like even if perhaps some of the ones in between isn't your style they're yeah. always good quality they're always well mixed and in the spirit of sort of progressive house in inverted commas it's supposed to be about progressing the sound so yeah, yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't want it to stand still 
I've got I've got some decent guests lined up for next month. So if you got on, uh, so I was listening to Nick Warren and Hernan Catania a few weeks ago from um, Loveland Festival. There was a track at the end. I was, I was just like, this is one of the best tracks I've ever heard, progressive house tracks I've ever fucking heard. And it was a, a guy called Esteban Igasovic. Right. And uh, Easy found, for you to say. Yeah, I got it right, though. <laughs> um, and I found him on um, Instagram. And I messaged, I just sent him a random message. He, he's a foreign guy, but he's... he's he, he speaks English, um, and I messaged him. And I just said, "Where do I buy this track?" And um, he was like, "You can't buy it. Nick Warren's got exclusivity on this track, um, so there's only Nick Warren is allowed to play it." So I was like, "Right." I was like, "I'll take that because it's your track, and it's your track. You can do whatever you want with it." But I'm I'm assuming that he's got more tracks coming out on Soundgarden. So, uh, yeah, big, so anyway, big label in it. Yeah, I asked him if he'd like to do a guest mix, and he, he came back and he said, "Love to do one." So he's like a, a really good up and coming producer. Um, I've got Inertia Sound, really good, really good. Nice, yeah. Producer, Craig, top guy. Yeah. Um, he's just done a mix for us. Uh, just released Zycon, another really good. Yep. Yeah. Good, really good producer. His just came out last week. That's doing really well. That's up in the three and a half hundred in just a couple of days. So, yeah, there's that. I've got Matt Black coming up. Um, oh yeah, another, another really good producer. So yeah, some some good stuff coming up. Uh, Dave Walker said he's going to do his one, and he's just like the don. You know I tell you what, Trout. Hey, bloody hell! I should have I should have got you in earlier, and I could have just done the artwork. We would have been happy. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting yeah. all these all these big ballers in it's great yeah. i mean i think I, I think this is it right is that again it's a bit similar to what we talked about with early doors club it's about you've got to have a goal i guess but and you've got to set your sights where you think they are there's no point in kidding yourself you know i, I think i clung on for a long time thinking that i was going to sort of cleverly hook some sort of you know algorithm on on Apple or something, and, and suddenly it would go on a kind of yeah. massive tangent to the sky, and I, and I would get this like massive curve. And I think some people maybe they're lucky they get that. Um, yeah. I think there's some things really work. I think the fact that I couldn't really continue these as regular as I wanted the in conversations yeah. with I, that's a, that's something that I wished I could have done a bit more, but. Um, at the time, you know, like you're doing, organising guests, finding a time to do it. You yeah. know, they might be away. You're trying to find it in the week, and you tr- and you're trying to sort of align with people who are in the scene, who are kind of like we've always said, they're not just in the scene, but they're also like day jobs. They've got work. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're away from their like family in the week, and you're trying to like have a conversation with them in the hotel room and stuff. There's yeah. a lot more goes on behind the scenes with this kind of a podcast than, than people think um but you know that, that sort of leads me to you know I was talking to Nick and and Nick was kind of saying about his show you know he did a he did a year of like something about a year of electronic arts he's done a year of the void he's coming yeah. up to a year 
and you know he sort of talks on his show and when you have different things like that and you get used to certain shows and you hear somebody's voice and you kind of hear the passion and you hear the style of the music they've got yeah. i don't know there's just something really nice about a podcast that feels like yeah. it's private to you you know that you've yeah you've almost got a bit of a gift i mean in in contrast to that i do try and listen to other podcasts see what i think of them I, i've cottoned on to Yoris Vaughan's about a year ago I used to really like Yoris Vaughan actually um but I don't like his live stuff at all um and I've listened to his show because he does occasionally play some really good music but yeah. you know he comes on it's always kind of a live gig you know he's obviously big enough and lucky enough to do these amazing live gigs yeah they're always they're always just a bit throwaway he never tells you what the tracks are and it just feels a bit impersonal yeah um then you've got kind of Hanans, which is like so consistently good. Yeah. You can't, I can't not, you know, and I never go a week without listening to his podcast. Yeah. Um, I gave up listening to Digweed a long time ago. It's nothing to do with it, Digweed himself. Just, I think his music just became a bit sort of slower techno and a bit less, a bit less of what I liked. Yeah. Um, and, and really, apart from Progressive House UK, there aren't, maybe the balance i listen to the balance podcasts they're always good because they're very yeah. varied um you know very formulaic in terms of being like an hour long i listen to dj choose he's excellent i've always liked him from yeah. stereo productions always always liked his music from way back in like 2002 but other than that you know it's the music i search for to play the early doors club that kind of keeps me weaving in and out and to nick's point 73 million tracks we had a laugh and said how the hell do you how the hell do we even cotton on i mean the choice is endless isn't it yeah yeah but there's only there's only certain tracks you'll play do you know what i mean you, you probably it's the same as me whereas you'll click on a track and go, you'll know within the first one to two seconds whether you will play that track do yeah you, know what I mean? you, you might scan through the if if you click on the track, obviously it doesn't take you from the beginning. It'll take you from like uh, one or two minutes in into the track. If I don't like that one or two seconds, then I don't play. I don't. I won't play that track. So I, yeah. I must. Do I must download thirty, forty tracks a week, and I've got tracks coming up my ears that are never going to get played. You know what I mean? But it's just like they're coming out now. They're coming out I'm, your ears now. I can see. <laughs> but that that's just me being a, a music junkie do you know what i mean it's like constantly looking for something new because don't hear the same tracks over and over again and that's coming back to the, like the kind of retro thing do you know what i mean and um yeah i just i just think that that is that it's, is, it's, that it's, is it's, the thing that's the mark of a dj i think yeah i think i think that's the nice thing if people can you know if people that you're asking and people that are regular contributors to the podcast like your dave furnos and who sort of you know do enjoy jumping on the decks and are, and are very creative and mix different things you've got people like nick roger that's very much a muso you've got tom that's doing a radio show you know yeah. people that are really looking for music for and the Mark, right reasons Mark. Mark yeah Selby. mark mark's a great addition to the team mark selby's yeah. mixes are excellent you know it's, they're they're a must they're yeah. a must yeah and that that was um, that was the reason why i why i brought him in 
he did the he did the undergrounded guest mix, and that coming back to that, that that was a guest that I had on, and I just thought that is absolutely class. He just did this class mix, and I was just like, it was a no brainer. It was just like, yeah, I wanted I wanted to be a resident because you're just putting so much effort in. It's a, it's a little bit of a, uh, like a reward for for being that good. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. putting that effort in, and I think that that is that's the kind of thing given given back as well. Do you know what I mean? It's people funny, take, like, people like, take the time yeah. to do it for you, and then if it's good, then you're gonna go right. I want you to do another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then you're a resident. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So it's two it's two different it's two different things. I think like I've um you know I've got very much like a few different hats with music and uh, you know obviously we sort of embarked on early doors club because we had the long discussion about uh you know i i felt like i needed to go and play in front of people again if i was to call myself a dj and yeah. do all these things online and you know sooner or later i've got to kind of like prove not prove i can do it but almost to myself prove i've still got it yeah. But you know, I went down. A, I went down a lovely little rabbit hole last night with with looking for tunes, and I always think, right, these are going in my basket for a progressive house UK mix. Yeah. You know, it's not oh, these are progressive tunes, so therefore I must put them on progressive house. But there's certain record labels like Humidas, um, slightly more obscure labels that I really like that play these very very beautiful kind of strange, spacey kind of halfway between kind of minimal techno and, and progressive that are just yeah. wonderful and i'm always thinking right i'll, I'll collect these together and I'll, I'll do a mix for progressive house uk because you know may, maybe i'm fortunate because obviously i was involved in, in 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 starting it all up so therefore i can i can choose to just say can i do a mix but i think it gives me a bit of creativeness to go i'm going to play something because i know that most people are going to be listening to this yeah you know if they want to jump about like i occasionally do when i'm doing my weights in my gym and i listen to some tunes and you know mark selby does an amazing like mix in and out of a tune and i just go oh yeah i'll have i'll have a dance but i think most of the time my vision is sort of some of the people sitting there listening to this whether they're driving the car whether they're taking the dog for a walk like i know quite a few people sort of always say oh, i'll go on walks and listen to this or i go running and listen to this and I feel that I can play music that's way outside of what I would play in a club, yeah. but it's still kind of very different. Um, and I like to challenge myself on that because I enjoy it, but I put it together, I craft it. There's no yeah. like, I'm just going to whack these together and this can go on. So yeah, I, I it's, think it's always well thought. I think there's two kinds of um, progressive house DJs. I think there's the, the progressive house DJs who play gigs. Uh, I think there's progressive house DJs who are like studio mixers. So, a, like a progressive house DJ that is a studio mixer will will like build a mix and you know build it so it's like you know you'd start off at maybe starting at one eighteen BBM and then you maybe end it at one two three or something like that. And then then I think there's like the the, the people that play out like me and you who'll just like mix it all up look look at it from can i play this in a club do you know what i mean yeah uh, that's the way i that's the way i look at stuff like my progressive house uk mixes aren't anything like what i would play in a club 
No, and I think it, that a lot. I mean, a lot of that's to do. Yeah, you know, for example, I think um, you know I've got I've got this set that I'm playing on Saturday. Um, I'm playing the last set. I've got an hour and a half, but I think I'm playing like 90, eight, 18 tracks. Yeah. You can't you can't you can't do that in an hour and a half with what you would class as sort of progressive house. And yeah, I think sometimes that slower build and and the atmosphere and layering it all up, the records are a lot longer. Um, yeah. to to give that space in the records you know normally when you mix i think we both had this conversation before you'll turn you'll kind of almost really trim off two minutes at the front and two minutes at the end yeah. within the mix yeah but that's still eight minutes that's still eight minutes a record and i think when you're on the dance floor you sort of want things to get to the point quicker you're looking at more like six six minute tracks seven minutes longest yeah, yeah. um and you're certainly not playing all the beats on the end of an eight-minute track that are filtering no, out not. to nothing. No. So, yeah, it is it is different. And I think that's why, you know, hopefully you, you can be successful at, at keep getting, you know, the next wave or really sort of keen people like you have been doing who understand why they're producing a mix for you. Um, I think it's I – th- I think – I don't know how it's all going to – change 73 million songs on beatport i i was one of the first people to join up on beatport yeah i can remember when it first came out it was like 2006 or 7 and something and i remember going oh my god you can buy a tune for like 79p this is amazing yeah, yeah. and you know when you look at it now it's just a monolith um it's endless and endless and endless and i very rarely go on there and do what I used to do, which is sort of go through the genres. I kind of have a whole bank of producers that I follow. Um, I often go to the charts, have a look which DJs or producers I like that are DJing who have a, have a chart. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a different thing as well, Richard. And if you've done that, but when you quite like producers, it's always interesting when they DJ live. Yeah. Sometimes they'll play a real odd mix of music in the chart that they've put yeah. because they'll look at kind of break or they'll look at like indie and they'll mix it all up yeah. and i get quite inspired by that because i'm like well how Guy jesus how that. would yeah he does yes he does yeah. he'll have ambient a complete yeah. ambient track with yeah. different bits and bobs so yeah there's always inspiration out there but it's down to time really i think Going back to kind of what we talked about algorithms, I think the only time that I've really enjoyed, if that's a weird way to describe it, but enjoyed what the algorithm does for me is kind of the stuff it serves me on YouTube and on some of the stuff I listen to. Yeah. You know, it it does generally, if I don't go too far down the rabbit hole, it does generally serve me up the kind of tracks that I like. But it's yeah it's still hard work you've still got to follow things you've still got to listen like you yeah. said sometimes you can sometimes you can hear something and sometimes you think you just need to put it aside because you're not quite in the mood for it so you need to like start another playlist or another bucket somewhere come back to it um but yeah when you've got to play it out live you've got to be really sure haven't you yeah and that's that each tune works that yeah. does its job yeah See, out of the 30 or 40 tracks that you get a week or whatever, you maybe only play two out live, you know what I mean? Two yeah. or three. I, I did that yeah, Progressive completely. House UK, my last resident mix um, for, for Progressive House UK, 
there's there's two tracks at the end that I would that would, I would definitely play live, and the rest I wouldn't, because it, it, they're just not that kind of. They just don't have the impact that certain that the the, other, the last two tracks on the mix have. They don't they don't have like a, a dance floor impact, whereas the last two tunes on the mix do. Definitely you know I mean? do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've gone for, I mean, this certainly the challenge, if you like, in in the sort of right sense of the word, rather than sort of, you know, problem. You know, I know people use challenge to mean problem, but I mean challenge is that playing at Early Doors Club, I want to play something different every time, but I don't yeah. want to do it outside of what I know I can deliver. So there's always like, there'll always be a journey in the music I play, but it doesn't necessarily mean... I follow the same, you know, formulaic genres of tracks. I mean, yeah, I don't know whether I think maybe this set that I'm going to play on Saturday is probably is probably the most diverse I've played. Yeah, but I don't think it wouldn't people wouldn't go that's Danny playing. You know, yeah. I, I, the the rhythms are, are definitely different. I've definitely gone for what if you put them into the categories on beatport they would literally come from every category there's, yeah, yeah. there's very few tunes that are of the same category yeah but again that's kind of for me that's what djing's about it's about mixing the records yeah. mixing Massive the order. styles yeah yeah that, that's that's um, a hard back to the old days where you would hear bits of everything and and and, and you wouldn't get a progressive house dj you would just get a house dj and he would be playing house music and, and every single thing would fall under that bracket. Whereas nowadays it's all um, tech house, house, melodic house, melodic techno, progressive house. It's 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 so, it's it's everything's stuck into its own category, with, which is probably what came about from Beatport. Do you know what I mean? Because they had yeah, to, I would say you had, so. You had to break everything down into categories so people knew what they were buying from. Yeah. And, Whereas, like, you, you used to go into a record shop, you didn't have that. You just had a house music section. Yeah, you did. Breakbeat section and, uh, like, a rave section or hardcore section or whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you, you didn't have... House music was, was a broad spectrum back then. And so what do you think... Pretty much everything came under it. What do you think the future of, kind of, the music scene's going to be like, do you think? Do you think... Do you think the golden era of of it's gone? You know, it's too easy to say that our era was the best era, but we sort of were lucky enough to kind of be in it when it sort of started. And I just house think... music definitely has swept the globe, hasn't it? I mean, it's not people thought it was going to come and go, but it's here to stay. It just seems to be. I mean, house and techno is different. Still massive. Yes, it's still huge. Yeah. With it's it's more you're going to get. It's it's more catered to young younger people, apart from like progressive house and stuff like that. Which is, unless you're in South America, then you're probably an older type of ex-clubber or someone who still goes out occasionally and listens to it. I think house music is still massive, but it's, it's we just don't see it because we don't go to the clubs that these kids are going to. Do you know what I mean? No, I think. Um... You look, you look at the DJs, there's a lot of DJs who are massive, like Patrick Toppen and people like that. You know what I mean? It's, this, this is still huge. We say, we say they're living out of it. I mean, 
Patrick Topping's what got me in his thirties now. Yeah, you know he's been around for a good 10, 10, 12 years, and I think this is one of the things I think people sort of forget is that you always think, oh well, and this is definitely something I've pondered on a lot. Is you go, oh well, you know, all clubbers are younger, but hang on, all clubbers get older. Like where where do the people go when they can't handle filling the filling themselves absolutely ramful of drugs and going mad and all weekend benders? Like when they finally calm down, where do they go? Early doors club. But well, <laughs> we'll have them. We'll definitely have them. We'll, <laughs> we'll, have, we'll yeah. put up. Just we'll put up, up a flag like when people go us. on we'll tours. Have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this way. <laughs> Rehabilitated clubbers, this way, please. Yeah. We have we have the medicine for you. But you know <laughs> what I mean? It's kind of like I, 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 there's definitely a point at which house music suffers what you would expect, which is people get to a certain age, they start coupling off, they start settling down yeah their jobs are probably a bit more serious you know they start having kids and mortgages and all of a sudden you know that kind of hedonism and that young style of doing stuff goes out the window that's just life though isn't it it's just life it's just life so the other end of it if you still like the music where do you go you know i guess you are either a podcast listener what are you doing now woody you're either a podcast listener or or you're going to come to a gig like ours where you still get the essence of it, but without any of the negative side effects or yeah. the negative part of it. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. Going back to your Vicky McClure thing, like you said, it was good awareness. Great that they, that they would do something like that. Massively helps that you're famous. Massively helps that you can contact the Chronicle and get it plastered everywhere. Even though you know everybody moans about clubs not being supported and the scene dying and more clubs are finishing but who the hell's actually trying to get this stuff out in the press is it really is it really clubbing as we know it though when you're playing like come on eileen and oh i wouldn't describe that as clubbing no no i think someone having a disco in it during the day it's a night you know night clubbing it's a bit of a weird one isn't it? night clubbing i always think of like the 80s and when the pub shuts you go to a nightclub yeah clubbing clubbing then became the 90s clubbing that we knew kind of because the raves D-ream, died D-ream, because the raves died yeah, yeah d-ream moleskin pants and all of that raves raves became illegal and that's what kicked clubbing off it, it, it's yeah. a fact isn't it you know what i mean but like what they're doing is suppose it it's a good thing but for the for what we do it's they target it we're targeting the right people and they're targeting their people that that's pretty much what i would say yeah but if it gets if it gets more people out and and people go oh there's something on during the day anyway do you know what i mean we just haven't heard about it yeah it's it's raising awareness so it, it's it's helped in a way but they do their thing we we do ours i think i think when i'm you know i'm sort of obviously aware that we're we're, we're kind of recording our conversation for people to listen to you know wherever they're going to be whether they're going to be sat at home walking a dog you know on the way to work or or even at work if they've got a job where they can you know listen to their headphones you know i guess the essence of of what we're doing is all about turning up on that night to see us play there's there is a magic still to playing a really good tune very 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 loud with a group of people 
right in front of you yeah up for it you've captured them in the moment and i think that if if people listening to this want to come to early doors you know and and, and listen to this I, I think we've underhyped it I, I i really i genuinely do i think if you could get people to come on this podcast that have gone to all of our gigs and explain what they like about it i'd like to think that that a lot of the things we've said are the same but i wonder how they'd capture that feeling of uh you know five hours of five and a half hours of music that's completely different you don't really know what's going to happen yeah but everybody everybody's in it together and i think that's really special yeah um, that, that, that is the good thing about early doors club is it's like a little family to talk to everyone it's just just buy into it you know what i mean it's all you got to do is just buy into it come enjoy yourself Go on, tell your mates. There's pe- people bringing their kids, saying, "Oh, this is this is this is our like this is yeah. our son's first ever time at a gig." You know, he's 18, yeah. and we wanted to bring him with us, and like that's ace. That's that that's is nice. like that yeah. hybrid of gigging and you know going and experiencing something and and just watching it all happen for the first time is is really nice to see that, and obviously the family aspect of of that. You know, in its reality, mum and dad with their son all dancing together is 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 amazing. Raving as a so, family, family raving, <laughs> family ticket. I have to do a family ticket, Richard. <laughs> family ticket. Yeah, ten percent discount for the kids. Yeah, we can't do can't quite do it like Alton Towers, where you've got to say you've got to be a certain height. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, you've got to be the, you've got to be this tall to get on the ride with Richard. Yeah, <laughs> like he's, he's, he's techno. He's over eighteen, and you've got to be six foot five because it's so <laughs> so big and massive and scary. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I guess we're I guess we're starting to come towards the end of, of end of the chat. Really, um, yeah. you know, I think uh, I want to continue to to put you where I can with with Progressive House UK. I'll I'll certainly enjoy getting this done and 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 put out there for people to listen to what we've been up to and hopefully they've found this good fun uh, we've not exactly cracked a million jokes but i think we've yeah. definitely kept on topic in terms of of what the show's about so yeah yeah i, I wish you the best of luck with it trouty you know you, it's not as if we don't it's not as if we don't speak all the time but yeah i do know you were, i do know you're working hard at progressive house and um you know it's 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 a it's a real sort of pleasure to see somebody taking it on and and, yeah. and doing doing their bit so i, th- I just, thank you for that mate passionate about passionate about it do you know what i mean and, and giving people an opportunity and them the, the thanks you get for it is class people go yeah. i haven't had that, that many listens on a mix ever do you know what i mean yeah it, uh, yeah it's uh, good a lad, a lad the other week messaged me and said i have not had that many listens on a mix that is unbelievable do you know what I mean? So there is opportunities for people to to get heard. If I mean, if anyone's listening to this who wants to drop a mix in, send me it. Do you know what I mean? I'll have a listen, and then if it if it's it's the spot, then it's it it's in. So how do they how do they find you, Richard? Will they get will they get you through Instagram? Um, or yeah, they get you up? Progressive House. Just drop just Progressive House you. UK message on the socials, or just drop me a message on Facebook, Richard Trout Stout. Just just drop me a message. I'm cool about everything, so just drop it. You know what I mean? Brilliant. All right, mate. Well, I am going to have, what, two sleeps, and then I'm going to see you. 
yeah. on the dance floor. Um, all sorts of tricks to do. We'll uh, in, both enjoy having Nasser on and, and hearing him. Yeah. So anybody that is yet to come on next Early Doors Club is on 18th of May. And then I think it's the 17th of August. And then there's another one in October for our Halloween party. So tickets uh, will always be online. We're on Google. If you type in Early Doors Club, Newcastle, you'll find us online. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. We've got a private Facebook group, which is full of people finding out what's going on before the gig and after the gig and having like friendly bants with each other in between. It's not clicky. People are dead easy going. So if you want to find us on Facebook, you can do and you can also find us on instagram but yeah thanks for listening and thanks for uh your time tonight rich i know that you've no got problem. stuff going on and uh yeah we will touch again touch base again soon so i do right, definitely